Welcome to another episode of the Active Texan Podcast, where you can be inspired by the stories of active people from the great state of Texas. We also chat with people who can help keep you active, like our sponsor, College Station Physical Therapy and Performance. CSPT is a performance PT clinic who helps active people recover from injury, return to their active lifestyle, and reach their highest level of performance. Learn more about how CSPT can help you get back to doing what you love at collegestationpt.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Active Texan Podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Watts, your host, and today we have a special episode because there are five of us here, um, and we're going to be doing a recap of the Kerrville Triathlon Festival. So first, everybody who's here, just go around and say your name. This is Ted. Joe. Karina. Kyle. All right, so we got a couple of brand new guests to the podcast, a couple of repeats, um, but we just did a race. Actually, I say just did it. Now it's been, what, three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we it was back late September, and none of us had ever done this race before, um, but they had a lot of options, uh, and I think it was really well put together, and I, that's what I wanted to just kind of ask everybody. What did you like about the race? What distance did you do? And would you go back? And, you know, how would you, you know, would you be, go back and promote this race? And so um, I think that we have, everyone had a lot to say. Karina is actually quoted, right? Yes. Yeah. By the way, we yeah. should say what it is. This was the Kerrville Triathlon Festival that we're all talking about a couple yeah. weeks ago. I didn't right? mention that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you did. But um, it's the, the festival. So it's a, it's yeah. a full weekend event. Yeah. So it's um, a, a bunch of different things. It was, it was pretty Pretty great. Yeah, so Ted, what were the different um, distances available? So they had a sprint on Saturday that they really try to push for rookies, um, though of course anybody can do it. And then on Sunday they had quarter distance and half distance. And for people who are familiar with triathlon, the quarter distance was strictly quarter distance. It was not actually an Olympic. It was half of a half distance triathlon, which I thought was pretty interesting. And then they also had aqua bike versions of all of those races. So for people who didn't want to run, you could just swim and bike any of those distances. And that's pretty different. There aren't many yeah, races that half do... half aqua bike was pretty mm-hmm. interesting yeah. to see on the lineup. Yeah. You yeah. see a lot of duathlons, but not a lot of aqua bikes, so it was pretty cool to see that. Was there a half... I mean, was there an aqua bike for all three distances? There sure was. Yeah, there was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. I don't know yeah. why you would do a half aqua bike. <laughs> Does it sound Quarter great? Don't do a half marathon. To pass on the swim for that <laughs> yeah. half aqua bike. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually didn't realize that, that the it wasn't... I didn't think that much about the Olympic quarter, but that's why they call it a quarter. They called it, it a quarter. Literally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, they used to have a race ride. here, um, uh, the Repu- Republic of Texas race, mm-hmm. and they did um, a quarter marathon and half marathon. I don't know if y'all remember that one. I, that was one of the first races I did here. And so it was 6.55 miles. Right. Like, it mm-hmm. was not a 10K. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's kind of like that. They It was half of the... Half. And that's why, so the swim for the quarter was a thousand meters, bike was 29, which I mean, that's it's supposed to be 28. Yeah, it was, yeah, 20 it was a little long. Yeah, yeah, okay. Same with the, the sprint rookie try, it was uh, instead of like our typical 11 to 12 mile bike, it was a 14 mile bike, yeah. and they made up that distance. Then instead of doing a 5k run, it was a two mile run, so 14 mile bike, two mile run, 350 meter yard swim. 350 meters somewhere in there yeah. and uh yeah that's a great i mean from a sprint rookie perspective only have to do two mile run mm-hmm. it's fast yeah. so we we did of the everyone here at the table we did all but one of the distances um nobody did the half right correct right. but we right. had a couple did the quarter i did the aqua bike and both of y'all did the sprint so yes. what was the sprint like compared to other sprints that you have and what did you like about it 
I don't know that I've ever done a sprint with that short of a swim. I think that I, I made me love it so much more. I mean, it's a known fact that I'm the person sitting at the table that I hate swimming. Um, so I enjoyed it more, I think, because the swim was so short, but also because the bike was two miles longer, it kind of equaled out by not having that third mile on the run. So I don't think it really changed people's times very much. It just like moved the mileage somewhere else. Did they yeah. do that intentionally? I, I don't know if that's necessarily intentionally. It might have been just the way the road structure uh, managed for that for them. I'm not too sure. But, I mean, it was really – it was great. For both of us, this was our first race back from – the last race we ever done was Waco 2019 70.3. Yeah. So, through all of the pandemic, we had no race under our belt. So, we were just really, really happy to do a sprint try in Texas to come back and, like, get our feet wet again, literally. and like get back and like do a race again and get like just feel that adrenaline rush. So that was almost two years. Two years of, of, of no racing. Race. Almost to the day. Yeah. Almost no training. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> about, about zero training for two years. That's a a couple months of training. <laughs> about right. A couple yes. months of training yeah, for like class until we deferred. But yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But that's coming from you know both of y'all are Ironman. So. Yeah, yeah. We, it was uh, our last race was what four months after our Ironman, and then it was just nothing. So yeah. we went from in 2019. We had April of uh, April's Ironman Texas in 2019, mm-hmm. and then October's uh, Waco 70.3 right. 2019. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And so the way it was set up, Saturday they did the sprint distance, and then Sunday they and they, they, they I guess they had the aqua bike Saturday with mm-hmm. the sprint distance, yes. and then Sunday was the two the quarter and a half. And what I kind of liked about it, which we benefited those doing it on Sunday, was we got a little information about the course because um, we were all new to it. I don't know how much research anybody else did um, and how much they even provided. I mean, they there was a course map which was a little kind of a little goofy, really. It's kind of funny the way they animated it. Yeah, but it's almost a cartoon. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> a map. Uh, but it kind of got that you know idea across that this is it's basically you're going around the river and back. Um, but one thing that I think was helpful was talking to y'all after y'all doing the race and it was actually wetsuit legal. So what that means is that it's under 78 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But who, how many here wore a wetsuit? Not me. <laughs> Not me. No. Okay, Not so me. one. Just, yeah. just, just, just yeah. Joe. Yeah. Joe raised his hand. Okay. Or sprint oh, can't see. Yeah, yeah, because the, the the swim is uh, the city of, or township or city of Kerrville that has the Guadalupe River goes straight through the middle of it, and it's dammed up I think twice. And the most northern upriver dam is Nimitz Lake, and that's where we did the swim. Uh, all, everybody swims through there, so and our swim was there on Saturday, so only for three hundred and fifty yards or meters, whichever one it was. That was a very short short distance to even put like a speed skin on or anything like that for i debated it but didn't want to like for the first race back i didn't want to have to like be stuck in transition with a speed suit on yeah and usually for sprint distance you typically wouldn't wear a wetsuit it's just it's not worth it it's too short um i would say gosh i maybe saw like three people in a wetsuit for the for that sprint and then uh whenever i was watching all of y'all race i would say it was closer to like 40 50 percent um of people Mm -hmm. getting in the water had wetsuits on but there's a difference with just a much longer swim. But I remember our SAR race morning, Saturday morning, air temperature was, uh, I don't know, maybe upper 40s when I was waking up, lower 50s when race time is starting before sunset. Water temperature was 72, so the water felt great. The water felt actually like wonderful once you actually got into it. Yeah. You got cold once you're getting up into transition, but mm-hmm. the water temperature and the water was great. I mean, typical Texas river water, you know, 
murkiness to it, but plenty of lifeguards were out there as well. Well marked with your typical big triangular floating buoys out there. And I mean, it looked like a professional race as far as the swim went. Yeah, I think with the sprint too, I mean, the advantages of a wetsuit, as far as the buoyancy, doesn't really translate. So with the quarter distance in half, especially I think when you get over the quarter, um, there's a lot more. I mean, it's almost a no-brainer. Like, if it's wetsuit legal, you wear a wetsuit unless... Oh, yeah. I mean, why didn't you... Well, you don't, and you're just fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I wanted yeah. to give Joe a fighting chance. Well, you didn't do, <laughs> yeah. you didn't do the half either. I, I did mean, the quarter. The quarter so. um, and I, I did debate it, and um, seeing as many people wearing wetsuits as there were in the morning, I did kind of go back and forth a little bit. But my thought still was... By the time I got out of the water, I would feel comfortable and warm and ready to go on the bike and not have to deal with the wetsuit. And that turned out for me to be a pretty good decision. I was really comfortable on the swim and had a good swim, and then I didn't have to worry about the wetsuit. It just slowed you down a little bit. Just enough for Joe to kind of keep up with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But then we got on the bike and he just walked away. So it was... He walked on the bike? <laughs> no. <laughs> Figuratively. My goal this time was to make sure that Joe actually crossed the finish line, and he did. And so yes. as long as he, yes. oh, he, he finished the yes. race, I was really happy. <laughs> Soon. Oh wow. no! Wow. You got to break the streak some point, right? Yeah, right. I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> well, at least y'all both showed up. Joe and I both race. had really good we races. Did. It was. I, I will say the quarter distance was super fun. The one thing I thought was interesting about this race that I had not done before, but I know that you folks that have done um, Ironman Texas are familiar with, is the two separate transitions. Right. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of races. Uh, there's one transition point where you come out of the water, you get on your bike, and then you ride, and you come right back to that spot to put, park your bike and get your run stuff and go for a run. But this one, the distance between those uh, transition points was a couple of miles, mm-hmm. and so that does mean a little more coordination in terms of yeah. where your gear is and the bags you have to put things in and, and what you have on you. And I, I didn't think that it was particularly well explained before the race actually started. So again, to have people do the sprint the day before and watch how it all worked and then have that knowledge going into my transition um, the next day was really helpful for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. it was definitely a little unclear about what to do. We were kind of driving around trying mm-hmm. to figure out what to do. Thankfully, with the aqua bike, you don't need two transition spots. But yeah, um, <laughs> you just have a finish line. But we don't know for sure. I mean, you never found out if like if it was open the, the next morning, right? Oh, T2. yeah. I didn't know. I, so. think, I think um, they were pretty lax. I mean, as far as like, because uh, what I think was super cool about this being like a triathlon festival is that um, the people who were racing on Sunday volunteered on Saturday and the people that raced on Saturday volunteered on Sunday and yeah. you kind of like cross paths and, you know, get to give back um, to this race that you just did. But um, yeah, volunteering on Sunday, it was uh, crazy seeing all the people that were like rolling up like 30 minutes after transition closes being like, Hey, I got to rock my bike. And they're like, um, I don't think so. But I mean, I would say for the most part, they're, they're pretty lenient. Um, yeah, it's, they do. Like you said, it's, it was a triathlon festival. It's USAT sanctioned race, but it wasn't for any kind of, it wasn't under the like a USAT, um, like the pyramid under it being a regional event or anything like that. So there was like some pretty high speed people, but that was definitely geared towards introduction of people to the sport of triathlon, I think mm-hmm. is really how those two events were really set. But it was interesting. I've never done a sprint with split transition. And so that was pretty interesting to do, uh, having your gear in bags and still have to have that time to take stuff out of bags to put it on rather than quick changes. 
and yeah. the single trainers yeah. are for a sprint, and uncommon. then putting them back yeah. in the bags, right. and then getting back in the bags <laughs> because yeah, they're going to gather everything and bring it all together back down to T yeah. two. With so. the volunteering on Sunday, there was only one racer, one person in the eighteen hundred people that raced the whole weekend that could not follow instructions about getting everything back in the bag, and he left like a yoga mat, a cooler, like just stuff everywhere. His truck keys. His truck keys, yeah. This guy. There was only one person though, so, you know. I thought we weren't going to call Joe out about that. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't Joe, it wasn't (laughs) Joe. Uh, Did y'all put his stuff back in his bag? The gentleman got his stuff back. Yeah. (laughs) But did we put it back and make it easy? Absolutely not. No chance. So (laughs) one of the cons of that is you have to put it back in the bag. But were there there any pluses to having two spots and actually separating your transition gear? You kind of have to think about it a little bit more the day before. Because I know you forgot something. I I forgot to put my bib in the T2 bag. Mm -hmm. And so all that really meant was when I got to T2, I had to get my bib attached to my race belt and then go out. It took me an extra 20 seconds. But I had to think about it. And I could see where somebody could forget something a lot more critical for T2. And then figuring out how to get it to T2 the morning of would, would certainly be a little bit more of a headache. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it definitely would cause a rookie in the sprint to definitely think of all of those little logistics, mm-hmm. splitting everything up mm-hmm. into those bags, uh, making sure, yeah, that, so that, that adds a little bit more like thought to it all rather than putting it all in a, having the bucket and the towel there at your transition, mm-hmm. leaving it there. I think it goes both ways though, because obviously like, uh, Kyle and Joe and I were at an advantage because we had done that before for Ironman Texas. Uh-huh. Um, so we sort of knew what we were doing, relatively speaking, but on the flip side of that, um, I kind of wish that I had done it prior to Ironman Texas so that I'm not trying to gear up for a 140.6 mile race going, oh my God, what do I need to put in these two bags? So, I I mean, it could go either way. Obviously it helped us, but, um, if, I mean, Ted, if you ever run across that in a future race of yours, then you're going to be, it's going to be old hat. But I will say that is literally what I love about this sport is that every race I have, every race I've done, there's some little twist, some little nuance that makes it a new experience and you have to think through it and you have to figure something out. So it's, mm-hmm. I'm always bringing something new to the table. It never gets old. And, and every race I'm pretty excited about what I figured out and what I did right, even little things I did wrong, but I would do better the next time. Um, so this was another one of those situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part of the race, Ted? Beating Joe on the bike. Joe is our biker. I was. Yeah. I, I had a good swim. Not a great swim, but I had a good swim. I was feeling really, really good on the bike, but still thought at some point Joe's either going to catch up with me in terms of time or actually pass me on the bicycle. Um, so I had a really good bike ride, and I just I was, I was yeah. really pleased with that. I thought that was a really fun bike course good pavement quality for most of it mm-hmm. um, yeah. and well marked and yeah. super nice people out there helping to volunteer mm-hmm. um, and then the, I, I will say also the the final uh, festival type setup afterwards was really great too they had yeah. a lot of people out and a lot of vendors and just a really festive atmosphere and since we had so many people that were both volunteering and competing on both days we had a lot of our club members there to support and cheer and, and just have a good time afterwards and that was really fun and it finishes right there on the river. They even provided this. I thought this was cool, the floats, even though we didn't yeah. use them. But yeah. there were people out there using them. They provide a float for you to get in the water, yeah. um, which would be fun for the kids, too, if they're there. And if you spend the time to yeah. hang out afterwards, the opportunity was there. Yeah. Um, one thing with the bike course, were you prepared, Ted, for like what the terrain was like? Because I, I thought, I, I didn't look that closely. 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be a little more hilly because we're, you know, in the hill country, but it's mm-hmm. also it was right by the river the entire time. Right. Yeah. 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 Both the sprint and the full bigger courses, they hug both roads on either you could call I guess the east or west side of the river mm-hmm. on either side. So you're down riverbank low. There's there yeah. was zero. Uh, not really zero. There was like some sneaky hills for the sprint, mm-hmm. but I mean it was, a, it was a 14 mile bike route. And really, the box that you looped twice was near like four miles. No, it was about seven miles. And uh, there's there's only hills towards like as you're coming right back into Kerrville, yeah. the town. Uh, but it was flat. Definitely a lot flatter than what I thought. Yeah. yeah. There was one hill at the turnaround for the 28 mile that was very, very steep. It was granny gear. Well, yep. Joe was probably in you know bigger gear than I was, but, <laughs> but for me, it was granny gear for sure and standing up and really pushing for, yeah. but it was a couple hundred yards. I actually loved that. I thought that was really fun to see that sweeping turn into it a It came around a corner, corner too. Like, yeah. You did not know that was coming unless yeah. you knew the course. Right when it went over the river on that low water crossing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and you just made this sharp left-hand turn and shot straight up the hill and... I was feeling really good at that Some point. Some people so, were zigzagging up the hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was powering past people on fancy bikes and grinning and laughing the whole time. So I just thought that was really fun. Yeah, for sure. I did appreciate how well marked the course was, yeah, and okay. uh, for someone who's directionally challenged and has been lost on courses more than I'm proud to admit, um, <laughs> I I told Kyle and Joe um, that I, I I just really appreciated it and that. If the course isn't marked well enough for the dumbest, most directionally challenged person to find their way, it's not marked well enough. Um, and I, I thought they did a great job. They really did. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. On the sprint, you had to do two little loops? Yeah, yeah, so the sprint, you start up at T1, and you go down, I'm going to say, like maybe a mile and a half or so. And then that's where you're, you're much, much downtown. closer to, like, you're right downtown, the main intersection of downtown. Mm-hmm. And at that point is where the loop catches back up with that course. And so then you do a loop. Uh, around the, I don't I don't know where those mileages break down, but yeah, yeah you you kind of come down to where you loop, uh, and you loop around the park um, between the two big bridges in town. That's pretty different from the mm-hmm. quarter and half. Right. Yeah. Well, the half I think does that loop. They do much longer. They go much wider down yeah. past the airport. Yeah, we I mean we did the quarter. Yeah, we and took we took a right at the bridge just before the VA hospital. Okay. Uh, and then okay. met back up over at Highway 16 and then took that, or 173, yeah. took that to Highway 16 and got right back to the park. One thing I wish I knew about it was like knowing the profile um, of the, mm-hmm. or the, the terrain. So look back, I look back at my profile map and it's literally like downhill and back uphill with the little, you know, little but jogs it, in there. I was, I was saving a lot. Like, I don't know about y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I think no, Joe I was, was, cause that's why I he got was. beat, right? So <laughs> did you, um, best bike split it? No, I don't okay. best bike split it. So I actually did best bike split. So I knew what I knew exactly what the course yeah. looked like. Because I had so, more power than you did actually on the course, but it. Yeah. You know, with with age comes wisdom. Wisdom. So, yeah. There's not a lot of competition around here, as you can see. That doesn't happen with us. I will also say I loved that we had people that were doing it for the very first time. We had a couple club members that were doing their very first sprint, and they had really good races. In fact, mm-hmm. great races. Um, Kat made it on the podium for her age group on on Saturday, Mm -hmm. which is incredible. And Miguel had a very, very strong race as well. And then we had um, two girls that are on the club that are getting ready for their first half Ironman. And they did, it wasn't their first Olympic, but it was their first for this training season. And they both had really good races on Sunday. So we just had some, some really good performances on both days. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was really fun how it all came together, like for lots of the different club members to participate. 
And Karina, that was your first time to podium, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Kyle was just asking, was it that your fourth podium? Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I was blessed to get into this sport at a younger age, so I have, you know, my wisdom sitting around me at this table, always telling me what to do and where to be. And uh, yeah, uh, you get fast when you're riding with faster people. Um, and, you know, Kyle's humble brag from this race was that he beat me by 30 seconds on the dot. Um, so I think, yeah, that's not super common for this distance. Not for this distance. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's the two nice. mile run is that you're, you're the fastest runner. So I know. you didn't get enough running miles to be able to drop it. There's a two and a half mile run. I would have gotten small. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, it's super cool. It's always, um, really nice to be on the podium, but, um, obviously with how competitive we are. I love being on the podium, but it's more of like the community experience for me. I appreciate that so much more um, and making the friends that I have getting out of, you know, undergrad and grad school from A&M and then living in this town. It's a, it's a weird transition and you kind of got to find your place. So um, I've been lucky enough to like find that in the tri club and in the local run clubs. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm friends with fast people for a reason. They made me better. So mm-hmm. Yeah, what, we haven't talked about the run much, um, other than it being two miles for the sprint. Yeah, 6.55 for the quarter. It was actually 6.55. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six and a half-ish. I thought that it was a beautiful run. It was just on yeah. a paved trail right along the river out and back. Nice um, and flat. Mostly flat, yeah. Very Shade low hills. about two-thirds of the time. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Good good aid stations mm-hmm. and lots of volunteers out there and some wildlife out there. Do you see the deer? Yeah. I did not see the deer. There's some deer. I was paying right attention to running, oh. Joe. He was running. Sorry, too I was distracted. <laughs> As per usual. As you trying to distract yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> not so, running. Right. They got the finish line is right there at uh, at T two. So you go either course either you're doing the sprints or the longer distances. You leave and you go south on the river, and then you come back and you go way north of transition. So you, you come by, it's like kind of this like festival area is like whatever Saturday or Sunday, all the runners are coming by at least two, maybe three, four times. Mm-hmm. Like they're just constantly swinging through this area where the finish line is. And your last time as you're headed south on the river, uh, you get to take a right hand turn into the finish line. So, I mean, it's really great because it creates a little area where all the family and fans. Are hanging out there at the transition. Uh, that's everybody's coming by right there yeah. at the river. Mm-hmm. You get cheered yeah. multiple times, no yeah. matter what. Which is did great. all of the course have spectators on? Yeah, I saw spectators all up and down the, the run course. Yep, mm-hmm. and then the half distance that they just double up the. Mm-hmm. They just did twice. Okay, so they do everything twice. They were going back and forth a lot. Yeah, they were going mm-hmm. back and forth a lot. So for very spectator run friendly for those yeah. families and support crew. Oh, yeah. Definitely yes. to be able to see your your yeah. racers often. Mm-hmm. which yes. is hard it's hard to find a race like that where like your yeah. families spouses kids don't get super bored but yeah. i mean it's exciting when they get to see like their parents or their siblings or their spouses yeah. run by multiple times you saw plenty of like moms and dads or family members and whatnot like coming by and picking up their kid yeah and like giving them a hug as they kept kept running on then to go north or south or whichever so you saw plenty of that in the transition area mm-hmm. yeah yeah so joe what was your favorite part of the race so despite ted beating me the That's- bike Oh, really? Wow. Um, I like the bike. Um, the swim was actually really good for me. Um, I'm typically a very slow swimmer, but I'm usually a pretty steady swimmer. Um, but went out there, wetsuit, mm-hmm. had a great swim. Um, Ted, was, 
Yeah. <laughs> Tibbs only had to be about 30 seconds yeah. coming out of the water. Um, you know, if you just make a turn a little early and skip a couple of buoys. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't cut the course, but, um, but no, the bike was definitely fun. Um, it's very flat and fast, which as you Surprise were saying, right. Yeah. We, we were expecting like 600 feet of gain, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but it also it kind of it got me in my head too as I was going because I wanted to average about twenty and a half miles an hour and so I finished up at like twenty point six or something mm-hmm. so I was right where I thought I should be and apparently yeah. I needed to push more to <laughs> catch Ted so <laughs> lesson learned got lucky um, did y'all know you were racing each other before it even started no no <laughs> yeah you no. did come on you're both doing the quarter distance <laughs> it's always but, there. Yeah. I mean, same thing with y'all. Y'all are racing each other. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. I was only time. racing after I figured out that I beat him. When I, if I was going to lose, and I wasn't racing. So. <laughs> yeah. I know when you finished, Ted, you were like, yeah, Joe's going to beat me. He's going to be, he should be here in less than 10 minutes. And it was like 15, 20. I, what I like, one of the things <laughs> I like about the out and back, and we do multiple races we where do. this is the case, where either multiple loops or out and backs, is that Joe and I will see each other on the course. Yeah. Joe mm-hmm. often starts earlier than I do because of age groups. And that's true of this race as well. So he started after me. And... So I get to see him on the course. We passed each other mm-hmm. on the run. And I do remember thinking, oh, he's completely caught me. I couldn't yeah. do the math at the time, but I thought he was much closer to me than, I, than he actually He was still was. two miles ahead of me. Yeah, yeah so um, I really <laughs> did think that he had, he had me beat when I was coming into the finish line. Yeah. So, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. But I, again, we both had great races and just felt really comfortable and had a good time. It was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. The run was really fun, too, because the bike to the run, because I saw a lot of people on the run that I saw on the bike. And so this being a, you know, a race kind of geared for newer people in triathlon, a lot of them put their bib on, on the bike. Oh yeah. And so they had their bike there with their name on it. And so, um, me, I tend to get bored like on the bike. So I would talk to people as I pass them. Um, but I would call their name out. Yes. I would call their name out (laughs) every time I came up behind them. Um, Why am I not surprised? And so, but one of the guys, Hey, on your left, Joe. Yeah. Or I'd be like, Hey man, how's it going? Um, but there was one guy, Max, um, I passed him on the bike, but it was kind of weird because I passed him and then he was like, how do you know my name? What are you doing? And I was like, Oh, well you've got your race belt on. So I, (laughs) but then at that moment it clicked that most of the people probably didn't realize that they're, yeah, brace belt had their name on it. Um, but then I saw him again on the run too, so that was kind of cool because we got to kind of connect and run for like a mile and chat. And, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the coolest things about triathlon. Like everyone's already said, the community and the mm-hmm. way you just meet someone random on a course, especially the longer course you get. Oh, when yeah. you meet people, you're basically yeah. racing with them. You're chasing them. They're chasing you. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can actually have conversations. You know, especially on the run, maybe not on the bike, but yeah. And Joe and I are, are always ribbing each other about this, but that's what I like the most about this sport is that you are almost always competing against yourself more than anything else, and you are always out there supporting every single other person that's on the course. Everybody that went by, if I had the breath to say it, I said, good job, good luck, you keep, keep it up, because we're out there trying to do our best, and it's a super supportive sport, and I didn't mm-hmm. know that until I started doing it. Had I known that earlier, I probably would have started doing triathlon earlier because it is just that good a camaraderie on on the course and during training. It's just a really fantastic um, club of people. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody else have any wiser words than Ted? Never. <laughs> no. Not no. Ever. Nope. Well, that wraps it up then. I think the Kerrville Triathlon Festival was a success, and it's definitely something we would all love to go back to. 
and we look mm-hmm. forward to you know racing that again in the future racing it yes. and volunteering it it was Absolutely. fun to volunteer mm-hmm. there as well yes. so hopefully we'll be doing that again in, in 2022 with the club and we'll, we'll certainly invite anybody who wants to join us to, to come on out awesome. yeah that was a great race it was a great weekend well thanks everybody for joining on this podcast thanks Brian